for? The fine spirit? What was that? She's not telling us the whole story at room 11. That was spooky, man. Joel. Eric. Is there a hidden episode of Ghost Adventures that's not available? Yes. Yes. Oh my god. Because you just sent me that link and I was mm -hmm. like, wait, what is this? What the fuck is this? There's a fucking missing episode. Listen, witches and warlocks, I knew this was going to happen, especially after our last brush with Paranormal Challenge and seeing murdered paranormal investigator Debbie and her shitty murdering husband, Mark. Uh -huh. I knew that Discovery, at the request of Zach, have scrubbed a lot. In fact, almost all mentions and episodes involving Mark and Debbie Constantino. No! Really? I was looking through Aaron's vlogs. Oh my god. To see if there was anything fun about this episode, and there wasn't. There is there was a short video of them trying to sing in tune, and then Aaron makes a a, a funny duck noise, and then Zach is like, dude, you sound like a duck. It's really stupid. Okay. Aaron's vlogs. Vlog. Vlog. This is how we sync ourselves. Because there's three of us. You're out of tune. You're off. Stop, dude. That's you don't do it right. You don't like honest to God. That's not how you don't sound like a dead duck. You sound like a dead duck. You don't go. I noticed there was like four Aaron's vlogs before this episode of them hanging out in Vegas. I'm like, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. My God, dude. I feel lied to. Yeah, I'm mad. Yeah, cause you, cause you sent, you said like, Eric, we need to talk about something that I've discovered, and I like looked at this and I was <laughs> like, first of all, oh shit, is this the Zach and Nick breakup video? No, it wasn't. <laughs> and then I looked and I was like, is it a new show? No, it's not. This is this is Ghost Adventures. And then I was like, wait a minute, yeah. we just did season four, episode nine. We just yeah. did that. What is this? Mm -hmm. And who is this nearly naked woman they're hanging out with? <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, my God. I'm so excited for this. So, yeah, witches and warlocks fucking come with us as we have to unearth. We had to go digging into the piracy-laden seas of the Internet to find this fucking episode that Zach has tried to scrub from existence. I am so excited. Ready? Hell, yeah, I'm ready. I'm fucking... Just an, as an aside, oh, I had yes. something funny happen where um, I got a spam message on mm -hmm. our uh, Come Fight Me in the Dark Instagram. Yeah. Not a fun one. Not the kind that, that I can interact with and make some fun shit out of. <laughs> um, yeah. But it was uh, clearly automated because they just input your first name into like a paragraph. So this mm -hmm. one says... <laughs> Hello, cum. <laughs> Please check out my page. Hello, cum. Hello, cum. How is the dark? Are you fighting in there? No, it's not that in depth. That would be fantastic. Speaking of fighting to come, should we talk about this episode? Amaragosa. Let's do it. Oh my god, I'm starting to shake, man. I know. Just don't open yourself up to them. Try it, man. Do not Try say it. you're starting to shake. Okay. I am, don't open yourself up to them. That can be dangerous. 
come here! Do it! Stop running! Go back in. Do not run! Go back in. Come fight me in the dark. I want to provoke the hell out of him. Welcome to Come Fight Me in the Dark. <laughs> no, I just said come again. <laughs> well, hello, come. Hello, come. Welcome to this podcast, the only one with the courage to tap, tap, tap at Zach in a paranormal dance-off. Ooh. I'm Joel Kleinberger. Oh my god, that's right. Yeah, I'm Eric Hoofnagel. I forgot about the dancing. Oh, what an episode well, yeah, this is. It's an interesting one. Uh, let's just get fucking no no preamble. We're getting into it. We already ambled enough. Yeah, we've, we've got about 22 minutes of ambling. So let's talk about the fucking Armagosa Hotel and Opera House in Death Valley Junction. We're at the crossroads of Death Valley, California. To investigate the Armagosa Hotel and Opera House. I apologize, all of you spirits that may be sitting here, what you're about to see. She's a gypsy. I'm a gypsy. He's a gypsy. Zach, not so nice. I just heard this door try and open. Are you trying to leave? Okay, I had a revelation because of this episode. Okay. Zach Bagans is the Guy Fieri of the paranormal. Yes. He. He goes to garbage places that otherwise won't survive and puts them on television so that people go to their dumb hotels. Dude, I said this before where, like, I think I think that these places are probably clamoring for Zach, not the other way around. Yes, because Zach even opens this episode up and says he's never heard of this place. So how do you hear about it? They sent him a fucking promo or some shit. Yeah, like, these people are clamoring for his attention now. And he fucking loves it. When darkness arrives, it seems like they're coming out of their cells to play with us. And I'm ready to play. The Armagosa Hotel and Opera House is in the town, quote-unquote town, no longer actually a town, in Death Valley Junction, a area that only has three permanent residents yeah but it used to be a boom town with 350 people <laughs> yeah ooh, in that 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 sexy sexy borax mining trade Ooh, the intrigue <laughs> <laughs> it's not even like a boom town around gold or oil or something it's fucking borax <laughs> laundry stuff 20 mule team borax cuts grease loosens ground in dirt Color or fabric that's safe in plain water is equally safe in borax water. So let's have a borax sweet wash in every household. Listen, I know we're, we're listen, we're getting excited here, okay? The only reason this place even still stands is because one woman back in the 60s, Marta, her and her husband's car broke down where she's like, this is where I want to live. And her husband's like, I don't know. I guess I'm fucking with you till death because it's the 60s. So yeah. fine. We'll settle here and we'll live in the morgue of an abandoned hotel and Opry house. Dude, and honestly, fucking props to her for doing that. That's a brave girl. <laughs> I looked on Google Maps and when Zach says it's in the middle of nowhere, it's in the middle of nowhere on the way to nowhere. The only people who are going here are going to be spooky enthusiasts and no wonder they had 
the the crack minds of the three permanent residents slash employees of this hotel <laughs> get together and like, okay, how do we brand the abandoned part of this? Yeah. It's spooky. Sleepy Hollow just recently came out with Johnny Tip. What if we call it Spooky Hollow? I say we call it Spooky Holler. <laughs> nope. Spooky Hollow. I almost spit took <laughs> the first time Zach said Spooky Hollow. It sounds like the fucking The Asylum production company version of Sleepy Hollow. Oh, yeah. Where they get like some <laughs> washed out yes. ac- actor to play Ichabod Crane. Stephen Baldwin. <laughs> I was going to say Gary Busey plays Ichabod <laughs> Crane. And, but but you know what? Christopher Walken would still be in it, though. But without makeup. Because <laughs> it, it's the asylum, they have to fucking have a fight scene. So Gary Busey leaps off his horse and tries to like chew Christopher Walken's pumpkin head <laughs> off of his fucking body. So Ichabod <laughs> Crane has the creepy teeth, not... The, uh, not the Headless Horseman. Christopher Walken is taken aback because Gary Busey, that was an improv moment from Gary where he leaps from his horse at Christopher Walken. <laughs> and they kept the cameras rolling. You see the boom mic come in for a second. We only had these horses for six hours. We got to keep it in the story. Gary Busey attacked Christopher Walken. Ichabod Crane wins in this version? <laughs> sure. What a rant. <laughs> fucking Joel. What a fucking... Sometimes, like, we go so deep into a bit that I forget that, like, we're making a bit. And I'm like, how do I find this movie? Yeah. <laughs> the fuck is this? Your worst nightmare, butthorn. Think about Craig. Is that you? Yeah. Half of it's abandoned, and that's Spooky Hollow. The other half is a hotel, which why would you want to stay there? Who oh, knows? man. It's not good. The fucking backboards of all the beds are painted on the walls. Ew. You can't even get a good grip if you're fucking your your sweetheart. You can't do anything fun in there because it's an illusion. They, they have an illusion that it's a nice bed. They don't have money. Those <laughs> beds are probably from 1967 when fucking uh, Marta moved in there. She's like, it's good enough. I'm going to sleep in the morgue. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't think he washes those sheets. <laughs> There's one good thing. In the Amerigosa. Oh. Yeah. And that's Zach Baggins and his outfit. Because I'm calling on oh. a fashion report before we even get started. <laughs> Bring it! Give me the thermometer, Aaron, real quick. Dude. Look at me, dude. Wow. Wow. Look at my body. Whoa. Check this out, man. Uh, first i'm just gonna say zach baggins is wearing some amazing sunglasses they look like they're straight out of jersey shore the size and shape are jersey shore but like the pure jet blackness is like terminator it's like a perfect crossroads of looking like an 80s action hero and a douchebag oh it's fantastic but nothing no, it pales in comparison to his badass shirt. Mm-hmm. This shirt says on the back "Doctrine" in uh, gothic letters. Obviously, it's like a plastic cutout of skulls <laughs> are tacked to the front and the back. And I had to look up this shirt. I had to find it. Luckily, I actually found yeah. it. It's really hard to find. 
the the only one I could find was recently sold on fucking like Etsy. It's a fucking like collector's item now. So I'm just gonna <laughs> say it's gorgeous. Do you think it's a collector's item because Zach wore it? Or... No, there was no mention of Zach Baggins in the description. I wonder if Zach Baggins has ever produced like the Zach collection of Ed Hardy shirts. Ooh, I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> the haunting is very nebulous. There's no historians. So Mari Moots. Mori Mori Moots. I love Mori Moots. Oh, I love Mori Boots as well. Uh, she sounds like a character that would have been in Holes. Like <laughs> <laughs> Mori Moots. It is a very silly name. It, it's it's got big Stanley Yelnats energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like young adult novel. Yeah, it's like a YA YA novel like side character. Yeah. Like not the protagonist. Or like or like you know that that book uh, that's like the story of like all those characters and how they died. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no. It's, oh, God damn it. It's like this, it's kind of like when we were talking about like edgelord, uh, 90s hit hot topic shit. Oh wait, where it goes like, it's like the ABCs where it's like, yes, Adam who aspirated on an apple. Yes. What? Yeah. 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 Maury Moots sounds like, Someone who would have died in that book. Maury Moots, who masturbated <laughs> maleficently. Masticated a m massive mound of... Mm, Mushy uh, turds. <laughs> I was trying to think of a kind of poison that starts with an M, but... Mm, mangrove. Nope, that's molten, what protects our coastlines. Molten glass. Oh, fuck. Molten magma. Molten magma. God, what a f we can't we we should never write anything. Well, Eric, the difference is between what we're doing, and what writers doing is we're doing like improv on the spot on into a microphone to be chronicled forever because I'm gonna keep that in, and the <laughs> writers writers can go writers can go through different drafts of being like that's stupid, that's do they could spend a year writing this. We are great writers. Writers get editors that are not them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I keep the fa failures in because it, it softens the blows of all the times we make fun of people on this because we make fun of ourselves. It's true. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, if, if it, I think that we would probably lose this show faster if we took ourselves seriously. Which we can't. No. Possibly. Absolutely not. <laughs> well, speaking of taking things seriously, uh, Mari Moots really has taken her improv 101 class very seriously because there's no historians there's just witnesses and the people who work here like zach is like doing the hot boy glower and like lean over at her oh yeah and he's just like so were, were there murders here and like you can see her like trying to process and she's like um yes yes there yes and were. yes and they would drink and play cards and fight and smoke and do whatever and so there were skirmishes mm -hmm. there were problems but did the skirmishes ever lead to murder yeah yeah some people killed themselves mm-hmm yes and and um I call this the piss boy room. <laughs> and the ghosts really hate men. 
And they especially <laughs> hate macho men. Meanwhile, there's a woman that we will get to who is the only theatrical performer in the 75 mile radius <laughs> and also the person who taught taught Maori Mori her improv skills is just like clapping behind like, yes, you're doing it. Yes, and. Yes, and. She's a gypsy. She's a gypsy. <laughs> Okay, fuck it. We have to just get to Sandy Scheller because <laughs> no, we have to talk about it while it's, we have to talk about while the iron's hot oh, because shit. I don't know. I Eric, I don't know if it's just because of the distance since Borat was released. Oh man, the fact that I got a unexpected Borat reference thrown at me by my television, it fucking like hit me in the chest like a fucking arrow. Like I lot like Dude I hurt. Dude. <laughs> yes. And from from Zach and from Aaron. We have three Borats in this episode. Cause cause Zach Bagan does his first like mm, like good jeep. She's a gypsy. And she's like, yeah, I'm a, I'm uh, a it's actually Roma. <clears throat> She's a gypsy. I'm a gypsy. He's a gypsy. Whoa, 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 whoa. To, in his defense, Ooh. uh, no, there isn't a defense because Borat came out in like five years before this and he's still making Borat references. Like, what the fuck? Well, five man? years prior? 2006. I looked it up because I was Dude, so shocked to get whoa. a random Borat. Borat's that old? Don't don't do this to us. We can't go down the list of things that make us feel old right now. My God, dude. You're old. I'm surprised that Zach, after Aaron counter boreded him, as Zach tries to dance, and we will get more into that. But Zach, not so nice. I'm surprised that Zach didn't uh, say like, "Oh well, my wife. You can't say that. You can't say my wife because she left you. You fat fuck." Zach, not so nice. Speaking of, the person they're referring to as the Roma is Sandy Scheller, the town, region, area of the world's only performing artist. Yes. Who I have mixed feelings about. Dude, the way she's introduced, Zach is standing in the opera house, right? Yeah. We don't know what's going on, but she's fucking dancing around behind him. Like a fucking mom on mushrooms. <laughs> it's so fucking goofy. I had no fucking idea what was going on. And then he approaches her and she comes over and like squats like seductively in front of him. My automatic aversion to theater kids is triggered. Oh, yeah. Her general way of approaching the world disgusts me. <laughs> but Sandy takes immediate power away from Zach in such a palpable way. Yes. Because, like, Zach, Zach's, like, obviously, like, okay, we're going to set this shot up, and I'm going to come up to the stage, and you're going to be dancing around. And she just is like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to throw my shawl at you. And Zach's like, oh, oh. He's like, oh, it's an interactive show. Uh. While she just makes super hard aggressive eye contact she folds her dress up she squats down and just like keeps getting closer and closer to zach yeah, it's great at his level and and the, you can see zach like losing control he's like uh, um 
um and then they fucking cut to them having the normal conversation yes and she's sitting what happened how are you oh, okay <laughs> very interactive show here i see you know we came here we also live in nevada we're from las vegas and uh <laughs> hi hi <laughs> What happened there, Eric? I can only imagine how that interaction, like how she eventually dropped the kayfabe, like, yeah. like what what happened for her to finally be like, all right, yeah, no, we can we can do an interview now. I think that she like got like she kept going, and then Zach like got really flustered and tried to go in for a kiss, and she was like, oh no 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 no. I don't know. I bet she went in for a kiss. And then Zach, like, Zach was like, okay, guys, 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 like, uh, what's happening? What's happening, okay? Like, what's happening right now? <laughs> what are we doing? I feel scared right now. No, I love her. I love her very much. I think her story is bullshit. Oh, yeah, no, that was, okay, so, like, so she she's given her whole spiel about, like, how before she gets on the stage and performs for the hundreds of tourists who come through... To see her and her alone. The literally tens of people per year. Tens of people. <laughs> um, she talks about how she's she'll she's she'll hang out in her back room getting ready, <laughs> but to get ready she likes to lay flat on the ground and cover her face with her shawl to take a nap, which is. So weird. Okay, so I am a 34-year-old man. Yeah. I have never woken up from a nap and felt like I was capable of doing anything, let alone sensually performing for an well, audience. Well, Joel, we may change our mind when we hit middle age. <laughs> because older people do need naps a lot more often and who knows man maybe she does just have to take a nap right before being sensual and she just comes out all groggy <laughs> yeah she's just like yeah. her first act is to like to stretch out like put her hands on her hips i just imagine they have like a they just ring a bell and it's like time for her to perform and she just sits up full like Nosferatu sit up just <laughs> <laughs> yeah fucking shawl over yeah. her face her, her first act is to take one of the three people in the audience up on stage and ask them to crack her back <laughs> yeah but anyways her whole story is that she was trying to take a nap and she could see through the shawl a man come into the room, take a picture of her, go, shh, and then walk away. And that's supposed to be a ghost when clearly that's just a tourist. You smell that? It smells really bad. That does right here. Oh, it smells like, like horse <laughs> Marta. Apparently her husband heard a voice of somebody saying like, oh, thanks for taking care of Marta. And it was her original husband's voice? No, it was her dad. Oh, it was her dad. Yeah. Again, the properties of ghosts. Why would her dad be there? Okay, so like there's, there's, there's people who are haunted. 
And then there's haunted locations. She's haunted by her dad in this one instance while, while he's just hanging around. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, like, you know, people get visited by ghosts of their relatives in all kinds of places that have nothing to do with where these people died. It's almost as though that humans, because we are an advanced species with a high no. intellect and we have a hard time con- no. con- dealing with no. death, we keep thinking about our people. Oh, yeah. No. Her psychic friend's like, oh, yeah, it's your dad. Sure. Okay, what <laughs> Also, did you catch her, the name of her husband? No. It's the fucking oldest name I've ever heard. Wilgit. <laughs> what? Wilgit. Wilgit? Marta, do you believe your hotel and opera house to be haunted? Yes, I do. My partner, Wilgit, before he died, we were walking on the colonnade. In the shadows, a man came up and spoke to Wilgit, and he said to Wilgit, I want to thank you for taking care of Marta for 23 years. Also, like, we got to talk about Marta. We should. She is so creepy. That's the best part of this episode is that this fucking woman in the 60s breaks down here, is attracted to want to live here for God knows what reason. Yeah. And then in 2011... She sits across the table from Zach Bagans, giving him the widest-eyed death glare. Just the most deadpan, no... Like, she, everything she says sounds like she's reading it off of a teleprompter right behind Zach. I got big fucking Swamp Hill Witch from Pumpkinhead <laughs> vibes. No, Swamp Hill Witch had a personality, okay? Swamp Hill Witch had some fucking gumption. I do love her so much. God damn you! God damn you! He already, already has it, Harley. <laughs> he already has. It's one of my favorite lines in a horror movie. Memory. Let's talk about more of uh, Maury Moots. Oh yeah, let's let's fling back to Maury Moots and her description of uh, of 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 ghosts who hate men. Her yes ending game, Sandy is just applauding her because at this point, Maury is like, yeah, the ghosts here are triggered by big, strong, mean, macho. Agro men. They got felt up a lot. They got felt up? Yeah. Like, Even the guys? It seems like the bigger, more macho, aggressive men is the ones that get more uh, handled. Zach immediately starts walking like a cowboy away from the camera. Dude, it's so fun. It's like, <laughs> it's so clear that he is like pretending to not hear this veiled praise and and he's just like yeah it freaks him out macho man oh yeah yeah oh running wild (laughs) through these hallways macho madness he doesn't like macho man like me but i'm coming down these halls with elizabeth and i'm gonna come with her you can't even deal with these 36-inch pythons. Oh, yeah. Me and my friend Aaron, we're coming down here tonight. Why is it, Macho Man, when I sit and talk to you that I think of 
old Sonny and Cher hits. Why is that? Unbelievable. Time distortion. Space is the place me and Gene Okerlund go down that lonesome highway. Yeah, but don't be hypnotized. No, reincarnation doesn't have to be. <laughs> and meanwhile, fucking Aaron debases himself. Oh, yeah. He fully, he betafies, betafies hard. He has to take to Dick's camera to be like, mm, like Zach, right? Oh, he's so big and aggro. Mm. Like Aaron, Aaron, <laughs> please stop. Like Zach? Yeah. <laughs> oh, but then Aaron sees a ghost. And this is, this is another like Sandy's like cheering her improv game yes. because Aaron panics because Aaron is like oh I saw a ghost and then she's like oh describe it like immediately yeah, like yeah. oh describe it to me and Aaron goes like oh oh uh um pain he's a man and he looks like he's been painting <laughs> all the fake headboards but he's got the paint <laughs> <laughs> he's got the painter slacks on and he looks like you know like uh yeah like a painter guy and she's like yeah, no, that's exactly right. That's like, of course, it's yeah. exactly no, right. No, that of moment made me annoyed because either way, it wouldn't have been a believable situation because what if he had been like, I just saw a ghost and then she describes it and he's like, yeah. I get a nasty whiff of something putrid even through my mask. She talks about the pee-pee room, the stinky pee-pee room, but then she also <laughs> talks about a room where they bleep out the name she calls it. Yeah, oh God, yeah, what the fuck? This is, I call him um, room. He likes to be called the boss man. I, what the fuck did she say? What is the over under in this little town in the middle of the desert that it was a like hard R N word? <laughs> no, oh my God, no. <gasps> oh Jesus Christ. That would be. Uh, oh. <laughs> what else? I mean, they call because it's like the boss man's room. Yeah. That's what they call it afterwards. So what? What did you call it? Like the fucker room? Like, I, well, like I mean, but they, you know, that they bleep things that are not worth bleeping. We have established this with the bleeping of balls in the last episode. Yeah. So it could have been something totally like non-offensive, but. It could be something really fucking bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a small a, a town with three residents. Yeah, probably gonna say some fucked up shit. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of the town only having three residents and fucked up shit, we do have to talk about the town manager. Oh, dude, Rich Ragnall. Rich Ragnall, town manager slash Paul Blart lookalike and enthusiast. Slash mannequin fetishist. We're blarts. Wide hips, thick ankles, and a low center of gravity. That's how the good Lord made us. Why are there so many creepy mannequins in there, Eric? He's lonely. How often does Rich fuck them? <laughs> um, you know, I wonder about that. That's the thing. It's like, where did these come from? Why does he keep it? Why is he so proud about them? What are you fucking doing in there, Paul Blart? 
He also has a vest of many pockets. Which is a very Paul Blart thing to do. If he rode in on a Segway, I would think that he is the inspiration for Kevin James as Paul Blart. Like, Kevin James broke down in Death Valley, and they had to, he had to stay at there, and he was like, oh... I can make a movie out of this. I can make the highest grossing comedy film released in February of all time. Joel, you're obsessed. <laughs> we, we, we've mentioned Paul Blart in like every other episode of this fucking podcast. It's a cultural milestone, Eric Hoofnagel. Hey, thanks for getting my back there, brother. Security blood runs deep between yeah. There's also a mention of a vibrating bed. I love the ghost fucking bed. A vibrating bed? Where have we heard of that? Oh. <laughs> Sweet lady! <laughs> well, we did hear a lot of, uh, you know, bumps and groans and moans and who knows what was a butt plug <laughs> accidentally dropping off of a bi- vibrating bed and what wasn't. Dude. No, don't, dude. Listen, man. No, this don't do with you. Also, Rich Regnall. Yeah. Paul Blart. Paul Blart. Uh, he takes them down the uh, down the aisle, and he has like encyclopedic knowledge of all the things that have happened in all the rooms. Room fifteen is girl possession room. Girls get jumped into. Zach is like having a hard time. Like they get jumped into. Like yeah, yeah. Like they're channeling. They're channeling. Zach's like, I want to go to the room where girls get jumped into. Can I jump into a girl? Are they are they girls jumping into girls? Because that would be extra hot. Oh my god. Oh, it's like the end of the man show. <laughs> Why don't you like men? Well, speaking of 24-inch dicks and getting turned into shish kebabs, uh, I guess we're ready for the lockdown? <laughs> yeah, that's the worst intro to a lockdown yet. <laughs> yeah, 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 we're ready. Wow, that's funny. If you're curious about what me and Eric are joking about in this conversation, then check out the Come Fight Me in the Dark Patreon. We'll have bonus content, extra skits, and with enough backers, even more Ghost Adventures related or adjacent fun for you, our witches and warlocks. So join now. Speaking of convoluted and completely useless, (laughs) and this lockdown is incredibly convoluted and goofy because they have to lock themselves in from the inside i love that they make this big production as they're getting locked in that like paul blart has used his security tape he's got on a segway he started driving around the perimeter to to caution tape off this hotel so nobody comes by yeah as though somebody is going to come by. That would be the most paranormal thing that would happen in this whole episode, is if someone actually showed up. If somebody showed up, it's going to be a crossroad demons from hell. Oh, is anybody here looking to make a deal? <laughs> I don't know. I just imagine a car showing up with a couple of tourists and they're like, where did you come from? Why are you here? <laughs> Who other than ghosts? I mean, this has a great recipe for trap souls because they got nowhere else to fucking go. That's true. They've been uh, digging up borax. Yeah, digging up borax, dying. <laughs> <laughs> dying in droves for borax. But heavy duty work clothes don't scare me a bit. Not with 20 mule team borax candy. Put 20 mule team borax on your shopping list tonight. 
and then accidentally stepping through the thin floorboards into the four foot deep sewers. Because there is danger to this lockdown. Oh, that's right. That's right. Stop real quick, guys. Should have told you this before. This right here is ancient sewer lines. Four feet down is crap. So you will be covered with basically full length of my height than crap. <laughs> You're like, thanks a lot for telling me now. Something you don't hear every day. <laughs> when Maury brought that up, that there was the potential of one of these boys falling into old sewer lines. That was like Chekhov's crapper. Like I was so ready for that to come back as Aaron is encouraged to take like a big step onto a poorly maintained portion of the floor. Just like the last episode, it's such a great setup for an actually like long ass scary movie. Oh yeah. Aaron. Yeah. Falls into the fucking weird catacombs underneath Amaragosa. Filled with shit. They have to go down there to get him. He's already found a wall that's opened up into an old borax mine. (laughs) And they flooded the mine with shit. From the ooze and like in the darkness, he just hears like this clicking, like gurgling (laughs) sound. And there's like the flash of eye lights. Old miners that got trapped down there and kept mating and (laughs) they don't have eyes anymore. (laughs) They don't have eyes and they have like very very broken english you just hear like food (laughs) meat 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 back on the menu (laughs) they've just been living off of borax living off of borax and like every time that the one person that goes to stays at this fucking hotel takes a shit and flushes it (laughs) (laughs) nutrient nutrient they they have the um, in the tunnels are just like they've taken out the pipes and they're just like waiting this is where it's gonna and they just put their mouth to the pipe (laughs) brown meat brown meat (laughs) that's when the boys get stuck down there and they're like pink meat pink meat pink meat (laughs) oh and that is where the chase begins (laughs) they can't stop running then because if they do they're gonna get it did they just leave me Zach, Zach! Uh, that's probably what they end up hearing uh, because the boys pick up their first audible creepy moment, which is a scream. They go into Spooky Hollow, TM, All Rights Reserved, Asylum Productions, 2012. <laughs> and yeah. Zach and the boys start yelling at Boss Man after because they get they get a big yell they get it and how did you feel about this yell it's spooky but you know they are in the desert and it does sound a little bit like a coyote yeah uh, exactly which yeah that's kind of where i left it what do you think larry eh. they're in the beep name boss rooms area and zach wants to feel big and strong and aggro and macho because he wants to get touched and he and i i feel these spirits energy in a big way. Like I'm really on the spirit side because Zach is like, come on, attack me. (laughs) Scratch my face. I'm big and I'm aggro. And then the first EVP they get is, do we have to? Yeah. Oh man. And I, I hated this EVP so much (laughs) cause it just, it, it like, it gave me misophonia. Like it's, it is the wettest. It just sounds like a, <laughs> like this ghost was like halfway through chewing a banana, 
and was like, <laughs> do we have to? <laughs> we believe this EVP came from an intelligent spirit. Wow, that is the brownest banana I've ever seen. That's borderline black. I wouldn't eat that if I were you. That's, you're eating it. He's eating it. I'm going to throw up a little bit, I think. And we haven't seen aggro Zach in a while. It's nice to have him back. But he he's being so overly aggro, they hear the exit door kind of move and nick is like are they trying to leave and it's like yeah yes they're all leaving why would they want to deal with you <laughs> nick and zach come on out and get over here you're the nasty spirit that likes to push people i'm yelling at that one evil spirit that's attacking the living come and face me bring it i just heard this door try and open are you trying to leave it's because maury told them aggressive men get touched and then they they were like that's it full on aggressive we're going full aggressive again we're the boys are back baby that's right and they they just needed that little bit of permission and they're off and all these ghosts were like man we're just trying to fucking hang out and sleep and I died here. I'm st I I'll never see a real headboard again. Yeah, I'm trying to fuck in this bed. Can you not? I'm trying to keep this bed vibrating. Bro, I'm trying to get my dick wet. Why are you fucking fronting, Bran? I don't know what that's about. <laughs> Bran? <laughs> I lost it. Yeah, you did. I, I lost confidence like about <laughs> I could, 1% I, I, through that bit. I that, heard that the bit. steam leave your, your body <laughs> halfway through that. Uh, that's literally me trying to be funny in front of a group when I'm stoned. <laughs> yeah. Every single time. Because I, I start a joke and I'll be like, yeah, man. <laughs> and I'll just like, and then all of a sudden, like, I'll be like, oh my God, everyone's looking at me and everyone hates me so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm very uncomfortable right now. So speaking of uh, getting fisted. <laughs> God Zach wants that to happen in this episode so hard, but unfortunately, with all of Zach's taunting, it is Aaron who gets a rock thrown at Dude, him. Dude, okay, so... <clears throat> mm -hmm. I've got a little something on my head. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. It's shit. not okay. even raining. It's not even sunny. But the rim is there. It's tight. It's sharp. And I am going to lightly threaten this scene. Okay. okay. So is there anything else sharp being brought into this scene? I have three throwing knives in my hand. And they're and they're they're splayed out and they're ready. Okay. Aaron is filming this doorway, right? Yeah. And yeah. a rock flies through the the fucking view. You can see it on camera. Mm -hmm. They spend the whole time talking about this, being like, what made that sound? <laughs> and then they just drop it. That is suspicious. It is so fucking sus. He films a straight up rock flying horizontally across a doorway, clearly thrown. There's no natural way that that could have happened. It is. If it's real, one of the best bits of evidence they've ever captured, and they make no fucking deal out of it. Because they know. Nick threw the rock. Your throwing knives have fanned out. I have re released 
the throwing knives. They have pinned Aaron against the wall, each shoulder, <laughs> and the last one goes through his hand. Right, right, right. No. <laughs> no, I've, I've, I've pinned Nick to the wall. Yeah. And I've pinned his, his fucking rock-throwing hand right to the wall. Just like in fucking Starship Troopers. <laughs> Put your hand up against that wall. I believe in your fedora strike because I feel like this whole next sequence deserves a fedora tip of its own. Mm, yes. Because, of course, the boys bust out after the rock. They get the thermal camera out and Zack starts spinning in circles over and over and over again the same circles over and over and over again spinning seven eight ten times and they get the one thing they focus on this episode non-stop what looks like a face what how do you feel about this amazing piece of physical evidence dude this sucks so bad I know. Okay, so so it's supposed to be a head and some shoulders. The way I saw it, it looked like it was sort of a like shadow on the wall that could have easily been him or Nick. Yeah, or just anything. It's an artifact of the thermal imaging camera trying to populate the image as he's spinning in fucking circles. Also, just the combination of the rock scene happening right before this and then them making such a big deal out of this instead is also hella suspect. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I have joined you. You had your throwing <laughs> knives. My fedora with the feather of the hat is on my head and my bow staff. My, my three-sectional staff Ooh. is in my hands, ready to whip out and take the Damn, fucking dude. legs out from underneath Zack. Dave gave us the word of pareidolia. That's right, he did. This feels like the definition of that. It's a couple of frames of something that looks vaguely like a head shape, but it could be literally anything. I wouldn't have any problem with this being a good piece of evidence if they didn't fucking beat it to death. Oh, yeah. They, like, focus on this for the rest of the episode. They're like, this is it, man. This is fucking it. When Aaron filmed a rock flying through a room and they don't even fucking do a replay. Well, I mean, to be fair, it's because it's Aaron and not Zach, and Zach is the one who's oh. spinning the camera around. Hang on, though. I mean, we know Aaron has caught some of the best evidence of ghosts prior, like the piano. I mean, this is true, and when Zach can't avoid giving Aaron props, he will. <laughs> but until then, he will try and take as much credit as he possibly can. I will say, though rock flying through the room fucking horizontally if that's not thrown that's tr that's better than the piano 
Well, I mean, that's the thing. There's there's some decent evidence in this, depending on how far you want to stretch to accommodate it. <laughs> oh, my God. I just felt someone grab my ass. What? Like hard, Nick. Hard. I could feel like this on my on my butt. Don't show me. After the thermal camera image, that's when Zach goes fucking aggro, like really hard. He's like, bring it. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> and then, of course, like they find what they could. They think they're being led. Again, there's not a lot of evidence to suggest that. But they find a connecting hallway. See, they call it secret just because they don't know about it. It's not a secret, but whatever. <laughs> and fucking Zach trying to go through to this quote unquote secret area fucking trips like a cat where he like pretends like it's Dude, absolutely intentional. I thought cat immediately. Yeah, exactly. I remember when I was a kid and we had this real prissy cat who we named Plum and she <laughs> fucking decided it was great to drink out of the toilet. And one day we heard a kerplunk <laughs> and she had fallen face first in the toilet. And she came out and she was doing exactly that thing where she's like, it's, n it's not a big deal. I didn't fuck it. No. It's like, oh, I'm just licking my... I'm, no, I'm cool. Like, I meant to do that. It's a cat that has been laying on, like, the, the, the edge of a sofa. <laughs> yeah. It's like a thin edge, but it's, like, perfect while they're laying down. And then they stretch out sleepily, not realizing that their stretching is going to make them flop off. And they're just like, huh, huh, oh, okay, nope. We're, uh, we're good. Yeah. We're great. Yeah, no, oh. no. I'm supposed to be down here. And then, <laughs> of course, this transitions into them going into the hotel proper. They split up. Zach goes off by himself to have an existential crisis. And Nick and Aaron team up. They're, like, talking to the ghost, like, where are you? And then they get behind you. That's fucking, that's an oh, my God from me. I'm going. Council has decided. Oh, my God. It's there. It made that it. That is fucking really scary. <laughs> I watched this on my just like my television speakers, not even with headphones, and I could I could tell that it said behind you. Also, then the next one uh, where they're like, "Did you did you jump into this woman? Did you like?" And they're like, "Why did you do that?" And it says, "It was fun," and that one's pretty decent. That one's pretty good. That one's also pretty good. That's Zach in his room by himself, and this is of course a precursor of what's to come. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's a precursor to what's to come right now, which is Zach is sitting on the bed. Won't you make yourself known? Come and touch me. He's so upset that so far in this entire lockdown where fucking Mario is like, oh, yeah, if you're big and strong and aggro and cool, the ghosts are going to touch you. And he hasn't been touched all night. He's having an existential crisis. Zach is making himself into the best paranormal bait he can he is he is laid out on this bed wanting and ready and he's like just touch me touch my body i'm here come please come inside come in. i'm giving you 
permission? Jump into me! You can use my energy inside or out. I just want to feel you, please. And that's when Zack yes-ands himself into feeling numb and frozen. I That is the saddest <laughs> moment <laughs> of like, okay, we all know what's happening, Zack. You felt left out, so you're pretending that everything is fine and that you're getting touched. Yep. And er everything's going according to plan. And luckily for him, he wants he wants to get away from this, so that they could go <laughs> they could throw to commercial. They could come back uh. on him pretending even more. You are welcome to use our energy. You can come up and take as much energy out of my body that you would like. I'm opening up, I'm welcoming you to me. Is there anybody in here? Is there anybody in here with us? He's, he's just fucking hanging out, like feeling cold, feeling numb. Uh, but then they get the door slamming, which is also decent. Well, this is hilarious because the first door slam is is heard from Aaron and Nick's perspective. Yeah. And and Zach is like, oh, yes, and there was a door slam, and I wasn't the only one who heard it. <laughs> and, of course, like, Aaron starts to go investigate, and Zach steps out of his room and immediately gets on his fucking ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, he's, he's not getting the results he wants. He's in full yeah. aggro mode. And it's going to land on somebody. Yeah, and it lands on Aaron. And Aaron has to be like, no, no, no. It's because of the slam. I didn't slam. I know I'm, I'm not supposed to be here, but it's okay. I thought. <laughs> um, Dude. Nick. Oh, my God. That was loud, bro. Did you slam a door? But, but the next sequence, it's a scary setup with a really sad ending. Oh. The locked room number nine. Yes. That part, like, starts out real creepy. Because they come up to this door and they're like, wait a minute. This door used to be, like, unlocked. And it's fully locked now. And we cannot get in this room. And they start hearing noises inside the room. Mm-hmm. And that is, like, some Silent Hill shit. I'm not down. Oh, yeah. That as you're walking down the hallway, you just hear behind the locked door, just like <laughs> <laughs> your radio starts making fucking creepy noises. Get those nerds! Nerd! Nerd! It's a great setup. This is this is what they want. Oh, yeah. And Zach's like, I'm going to kick the door down. Yeah. Which is like, I, I who had to pull him off of that? Because. Obviously, he did not. No. Does Travel Channel have that kind of insurance? Well, because that's the thing. It's like, this is not in the abandoned part. <laughs> this is in the, yeah. the currently <laughs> functional part. fucking kick down the door. No. See, that's the thing is like, you know, I wish that they did have that level of insurance budget so that he could do stuff like that because it would make for a better show. Yeah, Zach, you are you're this big alpha boy. Why don't you just kick it in? You can afford it. You're rich. Just do it. We're also being denied the, the extreme satisfaction of him kicking a door multiple times and it not opening. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, Aaron opening it, like, by hand. Like, Zach is, like, doing the breach kick. Yeah. And he's just like, eh, eh. 
<laughs> and then Aaron just comes up and like holds the door handle and just kind of like gently puts his shoulder into it. And it just pops open. Or you get to have that like classic black and white slapstick style <laughs> the ghost and Mr. Chicken or something where he's like busting against the door and then Aaron opens it from the other side and he flies through. Like Buster yeah. Keaton out the window. <laughs> I immediately thought of like Zach trying to kick the door in like over and over, like thunk, thunk, thunk. And then Aaron just like reaches down and he grabs the door handle. <laughs> He's like, it opens out, idiot. Yeah, he just pulls it out. <laughs> oh my God. And then Zach is just like, uh. You're supposed to tell me. You're supposed to tell me when it's out. what? I can't see. You know, once they finally kind of like work their way around to an adjacent room, Zach starts having some issues. <laughs> and so does the audience as he begins to pretend to vomit. Oh which my anybody God, who's dude. a sympathetic puker is now immediately turning off the television. Yes. Well, I think it's 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 very funny because Zach gets clearly embarrassed by his effeminate cough <laughs> because he's like Ew! he like like has this like really high pitch cough and he's like yeah that doesn't sound like me the sound that emits from my mouth isn't me i got dizzy nauseous and confused but what was really disturbing was the way this cough sounded This was not my voice. It sounded like someone or something else's vocal manipulation of my voice. I have partied so hard, and when I barf, it's super epic. Not like a chick. <laughs> it sounds like a fucking bear roaring. When I vomit, yeah. oh, everything goes into it. It's none of this. <laughs> Do you have any idea how strong my ab muscles are? They couldn't possibly produce such a weak, high-pitched sound. <laughs> It's going to sound like, ooh, ah. <laughs> dude, I'm running, dude. What? I don't know why. Even though this sequence is really dumb and really embarrassing, they do get yet another absolute OMG fucking EVP out of this. Yeah, and again, feeling these spirits, me and these spirits, on vibe. Oh, yeah. The fucking he's he's gagging and he's like oh I'm gonna fucking die oh and then the EVP goes no one cares cue sad Hulk walking away sound <laughs> fucking brilliant yeah as Zach is like ew <laughs> yeah no one cares man just please leave <sighs> and then they do <laughs> I'm ready to get out of here I'm ready to get the hell out of here I'm out sure I'm out get out And they bring their evidence to Wally Luna and Michael Car like who fucking cares? Like the only thing to talk about in this breakdown segment in this is that Zach shows that he gets goosebumps as he primes these experts uh, on how to react to his evidence that he's presenting. Which also pulls the fucking veil off of everything. Of course. Yet again, because he always is like, if you're getting goosebumps, it means there's a ghost next to you. 
and it's actually just when he gets creeped out. He just out. gets ghost bumps when he's excited. Yeah, when he gets creeped out and excited, he gets goosebumps. Which, like, that normal people, that's what normal people do. But he's always yeah. referencing the goosebumps as evidence of the paranormal. Just because you're getting goosebumps doesn't mean that it's ghosts. It's because you're having a thought that makes your body trigger that reaction. <laughs> With pareidolia in this moment, oh. like half of Zach's arsenal of evidence is gone. <laughs> yeah, for real. It's a fun location, and there's some interesting stuff that happens there. Other than that, it's just kind of like more interesting because of people like Sandy and yeah. Paul Blart. Which also, you know what I realize? We never even talked about Zach dancing. Well, is there much to say? <laughs> no, there really isn't. She starts clapping a very simple rhythm, and then Zach immediately starts slamming his Jinko jeaned <laughs> fucking legs, flopping around kind of vaguely near the beat. And then and then that's when Aaron pulls out his Borat. Yeah. Like, it's not Zach's not so nice. <sighs> mm. My wife left me. And then <laughs> And then they end the episode with one of my favorite outro monologues. <laughs> this is the story of three men who rolled into town to face that spirit down. And now that town rests a little more peacefully at night. No, they're not. No, the the town of three people rests more easily now that you guys have been there. And did what? No one cares. I'll give you credit. It hurt, but I liked it. Speaking of throwing rocks at Zach Bagans, I think it's time to challenge him to come fight us in the dark. Oh, boy. This is very dangerous, guys. It's like we're going in for the attack. I would be ready to perform an exorcism. Show me your power. You guys are playing with fire. Just as uh, as as uh, you had a total fuck up one recently. Uh, you want to mm-hmm. you want to hear what I wrote down in my notes? I do. Roma slash gypsy, helium voice, drag. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So, I mean, I'm seeing the pieces come so. together. I I think I was a little too fucking stoned. So I'm going to have to try to piece together what what fucking challenge I have for Zach here. But it has to do I already know what it is, Eric. I know what it is. It, it's you laying down dressed dressed in like pink flowy things with a shawl over your face. And then you're like, and Zach is tempted to come over and like take the shawl off. Mm. And then your face with Red's lipstick is like, Meh, what's up, Doc? And you kiss him on the lips and he goes, oh, that's 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 great. It's not a challenge. It's not a good enough challenge. No, I want Zach to meet some real Roma. I mean, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to. Try to convince him to come with me on a road trip. He wakes up in a caravan of the Roma, the real Roma. And I say, buddy, it's cool. They're huge Borat fans. Oh, and to prime him, just to add to this, 
on that road trip, you put him in like a minivan with the televisions in the back, and you're just like, oh yeah, you know, I only have one DV- DVD. It's Borat. <laughs> Are you a fan? Do you like Borat? Yagshamesh! To uh, make sure that I, I use my my stoned notes, I'm going to dress him in drag and uh, uh, and uh, make him suck helium. <laughs> This is the worst <laughs> fucking challenge I've ever done, but I'm standing by it because I wrote it and it needs to happen. God damn it. Our brains. Uh-huh. What? Did you did you have a fuck up one too? No, it just fits really well with what I have. <laughs> oh good. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> this whole this whole episode made me think of just one thing, Eric. <laughs> what? Three words I'm going to say to you is, and that is the theme of my challenge: family double dare. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> the instant that Maury said that they were randomly there, there was a chance that one of these boys might fall through the floors and get slimed <sighs> by human feces. Yeah. I just thought of an obstacle course of these boys running around a paranormal double dare. <laughs> paranormal poop shoot around this corner maybe they have to you know get evps and get recordings as they jump trying to make sure that the platform that they're jumping on is not the one that's going to dump them into the nickelodeon (laughs) brand gack over here zach does have to wear what he thinks is a roma (laughs) outfit zach not so nice you know what joel this is great uh You've set up this whole fucking double dare. Zach comes running in, dressed in drag, squeaky voice. He's being chased by these actual angry Roma. Yeah. Who've had to deal with his ass fucking quoting Borat at them for a month. (laughs) And they're fucking done. And they're chasing him through your family double dare. Yeah. (laughs) He's going down into the poo. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, because he, he's gonna he's gonna try and get to the end. He's gonna try and climb that slide, but you know what? It's not so nice because it's very slippery. This is absolutely the dumbest challenge we've ever done. One thousand percent. I think it's great. I want to see Zach get Nickelodeon gacked as he's been chased by angry Roma. He's in a veil with like jingly pants. <laughs> You know how we really get him in on this? We, I don't tell him it's Double Dare. You don't tell him that he's going to meet Roma. We just tell him it is the set of Borat 3. Oh he's going to so meet stupid. Sasha Baron Cohen. So fucking stupid. <laughs> oh, man. Is that all you can do is just make some stupid little noises? Because that's not going to make me scream like a little girl. Is there anything more on brand for us? No, no. No, no, absolutely not. No. Nothing nothing brings me more joy than this <laughs> level of stupidity. <laughs> so fucking stupid. <laughs> oh god. Witches and warlocks. Next time on Come Fight Me in the Dark. The episode that Zach Bagans doesn't want you to see. <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs> Yes, finally. Finally, we're doing a little something that that like he would be mad about.
Oh, he is going to be mad about this because we're going to watch the real season four, episode nine, La Palaza Mansion. In Las Vegas. With, we can only assume, a bunch of our favorite Vegas people. I'm so excited to watch an episode of Ghost Adventures that Zach would not let us see. Uh, And you know what I'm excited for, Eric? What? How much I love you. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll meet you on the vibrating bed. <laughs> all right, all you witches and warlocks out there. Thank you so much for listening. Eric and I, we really appreciate it. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, and iTunes by searching Come Fight Me in the Dark or at CFM ITD. You can check out our Patreon for exclusive bonus content like our continued Paranormal Challenge series. Come fight me in the dark after dark for all the stuff that's too hot for the pod and new skits. And that's at CFMITD as well. Send us an email at comefightmeinthedark at gmail.com with any questions, stories, and fan art. We, We love hearing from you. So thank you so much for listening and have a good night.